Hello, and welcome to another episode of On The Go with NPOs. In this podcast, students in Michigan State University's Arts and Culture Management and Museum Studies program explore stories and industry professionals at nonprofit organizations across the country to shed light on what they're doing to create a world that values and nourishes heritage, creativity, and performance. I'm today's host, Calabria Gondrzyk, and I'm here with my co-host, Naya Washington. Thank you so much for having me today, Calabria. Thank you for being here, Naya. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about in deeper detail um, about building your own brand. So Naya has recently underwent building her own brand, and so too have, so too have I. And we're going to just going to be talking about that a little deeper in detail today, the process we've been undergoing, some things that people don't really shed light on and talk about when starting your own business and own brand. And we're just going to basically give you a little bit of a how-to mm-hmm. on what we're doing. So Naya, I'll let you take the floor first with describing your brand, what you've been going through, how you've been handling it, what you, your process and steps and taking it, because ours are both kind of a little different than, from each other, but yet similar. Of course. Of course. Again, thank you so much for having me here today. Um, building a brand has definitely been no easy feat. Um, I'm still in the works of doing so, but I, you know, I love the process. Everything contributes to you know, what everything's going to be. Um, I'll start with a small intro about myself. So my name is Naya Washington. I graduated from Texas Tech University. Wreck them. I studied IT or what is also known as management information systems. And so I currently work at um, a financial institution, um, one of the largest investment banks in the world. So I'm not necessarily getting to apply my degree towards what I'm doing at the moment, but it's okay because of um, the brand I'm trying to build on the outside. Um, and this is also helping me get connections and network um, in the many ways that I love to. Um, so with my brand, um, I am excited because I know that you are also building yours as well, but I'll, I'll talk a little bit about mine. So I've been wanting to um, start with an IT consultant management firm, but I think um, after reviewing um, over the course of the last year or so, I have kind of turn that trajectory into a different type of business. I still want to do the IT consulting management firm, but um, right now I want to get a little bit more skilled in different um, facets of IT, but also just know a little bit more in general and meet a few more people in that area. So I've turned my vision more towards my hospitality group, which is which will also kind of serve as like a management company as well. Mm. Um it's the the main word for it is going to be um, Meraki. And Meraki means to pretty much just whatever you're doing, put yourself into it. It is um, derived of a Greek word, meaning to do everything with love, soul, creativity. And I think that's just so fitting for the type of person I am, the type of yes. things that I do. Um, so that's going to be what I do. And I'm pretty much my hospitality group is going to include things that I like, things that serve the community, and also things that I feel like my friends and loved ones would also benefit from, um, just in general, and also with what they're doing as well with their personal businesses. I know one of them is going to be, or one of my, you know, umbrella businesses slash parts of what I'll be doing. Uh, one will be like a creative studio for people to come in and express themselves. So that'll be like, whether it's music tailored, whether it's entertainment or whether it's photography is going to be pretty much all encompassing. Um, I also will do like a nice restaurant. Um, just like I said, all encompassing of things that I like to do and things that I feel like will thrive in this economy. Um, and then just a, another 
few things that I'm still in the works of doing. I'm going to have to be on hush hush about those until it's time, until it's, <laughs> until I'm approved for being ready to talk about those. But that's a little bit about, um, what I'm getting into. And I know that you're going to be starting yours, uh, or you've already started the planning and, and, you know, you're well into having it, you know, be on its way to opening. I think it's called Bougique. I want to hear a little bit more about that. I know that people would love to hear about it. Yes. Um, and that's so interesting. I love the name Meraki, first of all. I think that's beautiful. So would you call it Meraki Management? So it'd be the Meraki Group or Meraki okay. Entertainment. I'm okay. still figuring out what I want that exact LLC to say. Mm-hmm. But of course, um, you know, it feels like you can go into so many things. You want to have it perfect. But in reality, everyone ends up changing so many things when they go in. Yeah. I definitely want that. That name is for sure going to be attached to anything I do and my brand in general. Um but of course, since I want to go so many directions, I, there's going to be ways to tweak it and go around it. So um, I'm excited to see how I do expand on that name. Yeah, honestly, it just it plays off of kind of my, my name and how I created it a little bit. I wanted to go with something that was um, not necessarily such an American word. Um, I wanted to use something that was like very uh, posh and like Fran- French. I think French is beautiful. Um mm-hmm. And it just rolls off your tongue. It's a very romantic language. And when you think about spas, you think about having intimate moments. And, you know, mm-hmm. those are romanticizing yourselves kind of like. So um, I always was like made fun of by my friends. Like, oh, she's a little bougie, you know, like mm-hmm. Hillary Banks um, kind of <laughs> vibe. So I was like, hmm, how do you take bougie and turn it into something like posh? So I was like, bougie. So mm-hmm. like bougie and chic. So um, and chic is a French word. So it's like a, a versatile international brand that concept global conglomerate. I'm trying to pitch um, and have multiple entities of spas across the world. Hopefully one day that's my end goal. Um, and you will. Yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, and that's like uh, my one stop beauty shop theme um, that I want to market and strategize, like basically kind of like um, a, a European wax center. Mm-hmm. Um, those are kind of no, um, known everywhere. If you need a wax, you can go in any city, pretty much in any state, get one. And I was kind of like piggybacking off that idea of franchising it. But I started Bougique um, in about 2017, 2018 with the idea and the concept after going to school at Michigan State University, you know, go green. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I had took a brief moment and went to Aveda literally across the street on Grand River Avenue. There's an Aveda Institute there, and that's where I began studying esthetology. And um, I fell in love with the spa world, the spa culture. And I knew that this was something I was super, super passionate about. Um, Even though I was getting my degree at the time, I didn't know what direction I wanted to stay take into the workforce. Um, And then I also started the entrepreneurship program. And I knew then that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So a little bit like you, I began an LLC with the name. And then I thought to myself, how do I protect this name? Because, you know, after I started an LLC with it um, and like I start my business, there's something else called trademarking and copywriting. So Nike has their name trademark and copyrighted these big, huge businesses you think of um, where you can't use the name. Um, And that's the process I started before I even had a business plan, before I even have funding, a building, anything, you know, a website, I initially trademarked the name. So I trademarked it in cosmetics, um, fashion, and merchandising. Um, I I trademarked it in uh, spa services and medical aesthetics. So I own the name outright. And then that's when I kind of put that on ice for a little bit. 
went to school a little bit more and I went to National Laser Institute for Cosmetic Laser Practitioning. I got my certification in that. Mm-hmm. And I was I started working in Atlanta and med spas. And then from there, that's when I started to really d- dig deeper into the idea of, wow, you have to go here for Botox and fillers, here for mm-hmm. this treatment, here to get your nails done, here for lashes. And you you schedule all these things on different days, trying to accommodate, you know, location, time, work, travel, your personal life. And I was like, wow, I wish that you can go into one place and get your makeup done, your massage, everything. And I have to like go all these different places, a one-stop beauty shop. So then that's when it went off in my head, like, wow, there's nothing out there pretty much like that. And this could be an avenue for a revenue for me. So absolutely. I love that. Um, Towards the beginning, you said something about um, you know, going, taking yourself to the spa and things like that is like romanticizing yourself. And I never heard anyone put it like that. I absolutely love the way you said that. Um, and it seems like outside of you having a passion for, um, doing all these things with aesthetics, um, your purpose truly is to, you know, I, I think that every woman could, could agree with loving going to one place as a, you know, one-stop shop. So I love that your purpose is to do that and to make sure people actually, you know, thrive in that setting. That's that's absolutely so cool to know. Yeah. So what was the next steps that you took with your business once you began the name and things like that and your concept? So I think um, which this has also been one of the biggest challenges is just kind of like growing my team and figuring out who I really want to, you know, because this is something very close to my heart. This is something that this is going to be a multimillion dollar company. And so is yours. Yes, it will be. Um, And so. This is something that I don't take lightly. Um, and so finding a team and finding people who I feel like I, of course, value, but also bring value to um, everything that I'm doing, but also want to see me thrive, want to see the business thrive and also believe in what I'm doing. That's also super important. So I feel like that's been, you know, outside of all the techn- technicalities and the logistics of, um, you know, getting a business together, that has been one of the main Um, things because that can really make or break a situation. And though I feel like my name and my network can carry me far, I do feel like, you know, a village of people is what really pushes people. I don't, I don't do anything alone in this life, of course, because I always have God with me. But um, in addition Mm -hmm. to that, a great team, a great group is what I'm going after. And so I do have a few people that are assigned for a few different things, but I do want to get some more outreach going in different places um, and really utilize my network. Um, and then soon after that, I want to go international with people that I know, you know, across the globe to really help expand. But that's that's more far fetched when I come when it comes to expanding. I just want to make sure that, you know, here in the States, I have a solid foundation. Um, that's like my main it's like my main thing. Yeah, I mean, that makes total and complete sense. Um, when you talked about building a team, that's actually the same process that I've been going through for months now. And that is honestly the biggest part in the beginning that people is so is so underrated because I feel like it's overlooked in a sense of it sounds so easy. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm building my team. And, oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you, you have LinkedIn. You have all of these different <laughs> sources that you can use to, you know, Platforms, quote unquote, yeah, to yeah. find people. But that doesn't mean that they're a good fit. Mm-hmm. That means it's good hard workers. Yeah. Love what they're doing. Exactly. And it's so hard Respect nowadays. You have integrity, all these different factors. Get your concept, you know, mm-hmm. are passionate just as much as you are, um, trustworthy, reliable, loyal people, you know. And it's like, you know, it's like, honestly, you know, when you're building a team, it's like getting in a relationship with somebody almost because you're like, this is a 
relationship duo tandem that we're going to have to explore and go deeper in. And I'm going to have to get have offered things I need from you and you're going to have to give me things. Mm -hmm. And just like relationships, you know, everything doesn't work out with everybody. So you have to really find your fit. Um, And so that's what I've been really honestly undergoing for the last several months now. It started with uh, my cousin. He's an entrepreneur himself. He runs his own company and has been for nine years now. And it's called Rebrand Cities. Um, He rebrands different cities, different businesses. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's really it's a really great um, entity he has really started. And he overtakes people's businesses, their ideas, corporations. He does their websites for them and just basically outsources different things that they're looking to find, helps uh, build a team with them too. So I started a little bit with him um, and then we dug deeper. The first step was for me finding a medical director and Mm -hmm. I was able to, through networking, find a guy named Dr. Brian Hill, Heil, and um, his wife, Dana, And Dana um, started 30 years ago. Her PhD is in medical management. She started overtaking practices um, after college that were like a dentist office that wanted to go into plastic surgery or family medicine that wanted to do cosmetic, more cosmetic, um, non-insurance based. You know, so she's pretty knowledgeable all around. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she would build their facilities. She would re- give them a facelift, restructure them, do re- different programming for them. And that's when she met Dr. Heil, her husband, um, about 20, 20 years ago. And they've been together ever since. And she started managing his his uh, practices. So now they have five in the city of Pittsburgh mm-hmm. um, and Wexford, which is also in the state of uh, Pennsylvania. So they have five total and they have one surgical uh, center. He's also one of the only one of the three doctors in the United States that does hair restoration. Mm. Um, so he's really big for that. He's in the top 2% for, yeah, he really, he, he's super, super, um, accomplished many accolades. Um, he turned down seven or eight different full rides to Ivy leagues to go to university of Pitt. Cause at the time they had the number one plastics program in the country mm-hmm. and he's in the top two percentile in the United States for breast augmentations. He does 800 plus a year. And he is also in the top 2% diamond providers for, um, cosmetic injectables. So Botox, filler, wrestling, the whole nine. So I went, um, underwent an interview process with them, saw if it was a good fit and it has been so well. They pretty much brought me into the business. Um, I've been shadowing their business in there. Um, okay. So wait, not to, not to cut you off. So you are set on establishing your first, at least first location in Pittsburgh. I know you mentioned a couple different cities and states before, and I wanted you to just, you know, tell the people also like, you you you're you're so well rounded. I know that you pull a little bit of um, your passions for these things from all these different places. So, are you for sure opening up this first location in Pittsburgh? Yes, I'm actually opening downtown on Sixth Street, right across the street from the ballpark. Oh um, wow, that's a perfect location. Yeah, primetime location. The LGBTQ walk is there every week. I mean, mm-hmm. every year. I'm sorry for um, Pride Pride month um every year and mm-hmm. they have the big walk down there it's also across from the renaissance theater which is a um historical landmark here in pittsburgh it's next to heinz hall literally on the same block as heinz hall which is a museum the andy warhol museum and it's um next to the top five um hotels in pittsburgh so it's a great prime time location sixth street has the most foot traffic in the city of pittsburgh so hopefully a great amount of walk-ins and so, yeah, um, that's where my location will be. And Dr. High will be the medical director. So 
Um, I'm very knowledgeable in a lot of different areas, but when it comes to being a doctor and write-offs and potentially having malpractice lawsuits, that's something that you want to have a board-certified plastic surgeon or a physician to oversee, overlook, and to run your facility. He will be um, running the top floor of it, the med spa portion. So that was the first thing that I needed to do because it's more easier to get a nail tech or a hairdresser, but getting somebody to do that that's going to run it and go into contract with them. That was the first part. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was um, where I began with that process. And now um, I have undergone meeting with different contract uh, contractors. I'm meeting with an architect, three architects next week, because um, I had no idea going into the business about doing this at first. When you're making renovations and remodeling, you need cities from the per um, permits from the city. And that's the only way that you can get those with certain codes is from an actual architect. Mm -hmm. So I'm now going with through that process after getting um, a construct a contractor. Sorry, I would say constructor, a contractor. <laughs> I'm with Kavacon Construction, and they've done uh, medical practice before. They actually built out Dr. Hiles, um, four of his practices. So he's pretty well-skilled and knowledgeable in that area. Um, I'm working with John Kuzel, who's an electrician, who also has done medical practices before and hair salons and things like that. So um, that's the next step in my, my process. Um, I also am looking into outsource my own product line. Um, I have worked with a um, company that I actually had to sign a non-disclosure agreement with, so I can't state who I'm working with at the moment. But hopefully next year, um, March 2023, um, I will have a product, well, next two years, I guess, uh, a product out, actually a product, a complete product line out that I want to be able to sell online and inside of my spa because I feel like that could generate more revenue and also have people realize like, wow, she, they really care here at Boutique about their products and mm -hmm. the things that they use on people because it's their own stuff. And I wonder if you, are you going to do anything with as far as merchandise, things like that with yours? Yeah. So just real quick. Um, I mean, I was, my next question for you was actually going to be about marketing design, but you already hit that on the nail and you hit that nail on the head. And I, um, it was amazed by how much, you know, off the top of your head about all these different people that you're working <laughs> with. I don't know. I feel like my memory is so bad, but I guess that's, you know, you're dealing with people in their actual, their faces, their bodies. These are things that you know, you need to know about who you're working with because y'all are doing high volume and high intensity things. So that's so great to hear. I'm super proud of you. Um, Thank you. For me, you're very welcome. For me, I do want to, I'm, I'm going to have a brand, but I also want to have, um, that's going to not be developed around 2023 as well. I think my main thing is getting these venues together, getting these events done and getting the exposure of these different places um, and building the brand, the network for those places. Um, but I will develop some products over time. I think I think for me, with the way that I have mine set up, I'll start off with small merch and mm -hmm. then it'll turn into a brand. And I feel like a merch and actual like branded clothing and things like that and products are completely different things. Um, and, I, and I say that to say that I see some people who actually, you know, don't know the difference and don't know what audience to reach. So I'm, you know, being very meticulous about the things that I'm doing and I'm waiting for those products to actually be, you know, actually be worth coming into play. But, um, you know, I think we're coming up close to time here. I, I want to tell you that you gave me so much valuable information and I hope that I did the same for you and for those listening as well. And I really do appreciate you for having me today. You know, this has definitely been a lot of food for thought. 
Um, so again, thank you for your time. No, thank you for your time. It was such um, a pleasure to be able to just balance and um, shoot some ideas off of each other and just talk a little bit about our brands and building our brands together. Um, as entrepreneurs, this is just a great um, creative space for us. And I am so grateful that you were able to join me today and we were able to talk. Uh, I would love to have you back for any updates in the near future on our next podcast. But until then, um, this has been On the Go with MPOs at Michigan State's Arts and Cultural Management Museums and Studies podcast. Thank you to our program director, KF Latham, and the College of Arts and Letters for supporting this project. The opinions expressed on this program to not reflect the official entities of Michigan State University. To hear more episodes and learn how to Michigan State, how Michigan State in training future arts administrators to manage with compassion and care visit arts and museum 